0: Welcome to the Debt Financial Reset Extreme Execution Podcast, aka Debt- Free Podcast, where we help young debt-free-seeking individuals achieve debt freedom through strategies and tips and interview young, successful, debt-free minorities. I'm your debt-free host, Michael Benjamin. What's up, y'all? Hope y'all feeling blessed. Hope y'all feeling amazing. I hope y'all are feeling great. Welcome to a new episode of the Debt Free Podcast, AKA Debt Financial Reset Extreme Execution Podcast, where we help you pay off your student loans quickly. So today I have a special guest with me today. I have Priya DeBerry. Priya DeBerry is a multi-genre violinist from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised in Bedford, Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. At the age of nine, she began studying classically through an after-school program in grade school. Although classically trained, Her love for various genres continued to grow, particularly in gospel. Priya has become a devoted musician in church where it all began. Performing with their family members, the DeBerry family was the motivation and training ground for Priya to focus on taking her music to the next level. Before her decision to pursue music full time, Priya earned a dual bachelor's degree in biology and health science, society and policy. Her skillful technique and incredible music interpretation has afforded her the opportunity to play at venues including Madison Square Garden, Lincoln Center, and the world-famous Apollo Theater. We got to clap for that. Priya's sense of community brought her back to Brooklyn to teach science and music at Medgar Evers College Preparatory High School and to continue to share her talent and music with everyone she encounters. Throughout her music journey, Priya has developed a strong desire to help others reach their goals and find their true purpose and passion. This led her to start The Boss Wallet, which emphasizes the importance of financial literacy. She now teaches people the power of budgeting, saving, and investing, and helps people reach their goals, whether in personal finance or business. Welcome to the podcast, Priya. How you doing? Hello, hello.
1: I'm well. How are you? I am
0: blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I saw some of your violin stuff. I saw a video of you doing um, a violin thing to a Burn A Boy song, so I thought that was real dope. Um, appreciate you being on the oh, podcast, thank <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you for having me. It's such an honor to thank be you, here. thank
0: you, thank you. So, first of all, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I am enjoying the heat right now, and I can't complain the Heat in Brooklyn <laughs> It's hot Well, I'm in Connecticut, but I've stayed inside, uh, so I have not gone out in the cold at all. Got
0: you, got you, got you uh-huh. I see. So, how's your week? any um smaller big ones?
1: Any smaller big wins? I mean, just waking up, you know, and just being at peace is a big win for mm-hmm. me. You know, so I can't complain. And the gigs are starting to come back in. So that I consider that a big win mm, <laughs> for the week.
0: Definitely. Uh-huh. Definitely. That's amazing. Okay, so, you know, we got Priya on a podcast. I wanted you to give the listeners just a quick story about Priya. Uh, we read that you grew up in Bedford, Stuyvesant, which I've heard is a pretty dangerous neighborhood so I'm interested to hear your story and your growing up if you want to tell the listeners a bit about yourself.
1: Okay so um, yeah I grew up in Brooklyn um, in Bed-Stuy and I have four siblings. I'm the second oldest of five kids um, so we're pretty tight-knit and I got started in music. I'm um, in an after-school program in grade school. Um, And I just stuck with it. I really felt like it resonated with me and I played with my siblings and we kind of formed a group called the DeBerry Quintet. So we were just really tight and just had the great opportunity and experience to play at different venues and play different music. Um, And then from there, I went to college away um, in Boston and studied science and health science and still studied music. And after graduating, um, I really decided to start reading, you know, and increasing my knowledge, which is how I kind of entered the personal finance world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started reading personal finance books, and it honestly just changed my entire life. So I've just been dibbling and dabbling in a lot of things. Um, Music is really, you know, a huge part of me. Um, I also, I did teach. I love working with kids and young people. I love teaching um i also babysit i'm a tutor so you know i dibble and dab on a lot of things Mm. but yeah that's pretty much it
0: okay dope 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 all right Mm -hmm. so this is the debt free podcast so we're gonna go on a journey basically we're gonna go from when you had debt to actual execution but i want us to start from the beginning what would you say is your relationship with the money was it something talked about in your household you said you had a lot of siblings i'm curious to understand that
1: so money was not really talked, at least not how to save money or invest or you know anything like that wasn't really talked about um just like you know a lot of other families we just really had a lot of tensions around money and you know and any conversations it would just always lead to tension or arguments or you know just it was just like a forbidden topic you couldn't talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> so i didn't know much about it like i'm going to be honest with you i've always i would say i always had a great relationship with money um i don't think i've ever had a bad relationship with money i've always been an avid saver so anytime you know i got money i would stash it away somewhere i was always the kid who had money on the block in the family that's just how it was however the methodology or you know the the ins and outs of it I didn't know like budgeting saving investing I was completely clueless um until after college Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I started to educate myself on my own time
0: okay amazing amazing so I mean Mm -hmm. after college is a pretty special time was that when you actually figured out that you wanted to be debt-free quickly or when did that actually happen
1: that happened I'm going to say when I was 24 I think or turned 25 so it was a couple years I graduated when I was 22 um and it was just overwhelming trying to figure out what you want to do with your life after college Mm -hmm. so I wasn't really thinking about my you know my student loans I was just thinking about, okay, how I'm going to get a job, or what am I going to do, and how I'm going to make money, mm. um, and it wasn't until a couple of years later when I started reading at a, the age of, it was like 24 or 25, when I really dedicated myself to my debt-free journey, so it took, you know, it took me a little, a couple years <laughs> after college.
0: Okay, I mean, that's that's not bad at all, you know, some people are in debt 35 and up, so, you know definitely. Great um <laughs> thing to hear about you um are you the first in your family to be deaf free i yes,
1: i actually am i believe i believe I am okay, if I'm interesting. not mistaken interesting.
0: and you say you're the second <laughs> yeah. you're the second oldest
1: I'm the second oldest
0: mhm okay interesting where do you where do you think that comes from your do you think it's innate or you just because you also found that keen interest in wanting to be debt-free? Like, where do you think that comes from?
1: I think it came from just my, my the interest that I had into just growing as a person. My, after college, I didn't go to grad school. So I just, I dedicated myself to just studying because I knew, okay, pre, although you're not in school, you know, and you're not forced to sit and read textbooks and things like that and go to class, you have to still dedicate yourself to learning just because you're not in school. Doesn't mean the learning stops. So that was the first step me declaring and saying to myself, okay, I want to better myself and I want to increase my knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I started going to the library. I was babysitting at the time and I would take him to the library. So I honestly just started picking up books. And I've always loved money, so I just went to the personal finance um, section, and that's where it started. But it it honestly was a decision for me to keep learning and educating myself, despite me not being in school and going to graduate school and, you know, furthering my studies. Mm. Hmm.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the student loan debt. How did you feel about having it when you didn't have that shift and then once you actually had that light bulb switch what was the difference in the feelings
1: so initially I really didn't I didn't think much into it I kind of ignored it you know because I felt like it was normal everybody had student loan debt nobody really talks about it I was like okay um it wasn't a big deal to me you Mm -hmm. know and and like I said I I wasn't focused on it I was like okay it's there so I'm going to go on with my life. <laughs> so I didn't really have any feelings about it. And mm-hmm. then after I started my journey and started reading and I was introduced to what well, I found, Dave Ramsey. And that's when those feelings, okay, I want to get rid of this kind of started and I was like I can't neglect this any further because that interest is going to pack on and then it's going to be so much you know more than it actually is so that's mm-hmm. when I started to attack it and the feelings shifted of okay I don't want any debt but beforehand again I I kind of didn't care because I didn't know basically <laughs>
0: yeah I got you uh, uh-huh. okay it's one of those you don't know what you don't know topic. Exactly. so yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I definitely feel you on that so I right. guess at this uh, particular moment, what does debt mean to you? Because I'm pretty sure some people listening to the podcast episode right now, they may they may be in that space of, you know, they don't really care like that. Maybe they came across a podcast on accident. Maybe they mm-hmm. are just, you know, supporting you or whatever. So what does debt mm-hmm. mean to you personally?
1: Honestly, debt to debt to me has seen like a, a weight, you know, that holds you down and take away takes away your options. Mm. For me, it was important for me to be able to pursue my passion with music. Mm. And because I hustled and I got rid of that debt, it gave me the freedom and the choice to quit my job as a teacher. And it gave me the boldness and the courage. If I hadn't paid off that debt or I had accumulated more, I would have those payments to worry about. So now that's going to dictate what I can do, what I can't do, you know, because I have extra bills, right? Mm-hmm. So just being debt-free or just like eliminating that debt, it's like eliminating that weight and gives me more options and more freedoms, more freedom. And honestly, that's my ultimate goal is just to have freedom and options and be able to choose what I want and not have money be the controlling factor.
0: mm that's amazing. Okay. that That's, that's huge right there. The freedom piece. What would you say that was your why for paying off your debt or what would your why be?
1: My, that was definitely part of it. My why mm-hmm. um, was just the freedom. And then also understanding how interest worked and hearing other stories. So I had, like I said, I didn't know much, but I thought interest was always applied um monthly or it accrued monthly or annually. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm make so I'm making um I'm making like the minimum payments because I was I had like worked out something with um like an income driven payment plan, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm making minimum payments and I started to make like um extra payments, but my balance was going up. So I'm like, hmm, what's what's this? So of course I call, and and she's the nice, like she was so polite, and I'm like, sure, but she's like, oh, okay, so you know, interest accrues daily, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> so it's like when you when you figure that out and you know you've been making the payments, however the balance is not going anywhere, you see and you understand that they're like eating your income, mm-hmm. pretty much your hard earned coins. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm
1: are being basically taken for these loans. And if you don't pay them off, you could end up owing more or even double than the loans that you already took out or the debt that you already, you know, that you took out. So that's something that I was like, I I just, I want to keep my coins, you know, I work hard for my money. (laughs) So that was another reason why I wanted it. I wanted it to go as quickly as possible. So I can keep more of my money for
0: myself. Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely important. And that kind of goes back to the you don't know what you don't know thing in terms of yeah. the interest of accruing. Because you thought it was, um, awesome. I think it's said monthly, but it, it's uh, daily. So, exactly. um, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a really big um, portion there. So for the people, I believe I saw it on your Instagram. But how long was your journey and how much did you actually pay off?
1: My journey was... <laughs> a little under seven months, mm-hmm. and I paid off about $26,000.
0: Mm, amazing.
1: So, yeah, so I know most people, they get it. One That's one thing I didn't do. I didn't calculate the number down to the cent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of just looked, I was just making payments, but it was about $26,000. Okay,
0: perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we get into the how, because obviously, you know, they're going to want to know that, um, what kind of challenges did you experience during your journey?
1: (sighs) Challenges. So I'm a, I'm a very given person, (laughs) the giving person, Okay. and I always want to help. So I found that I was I was making payments to my loans. However, I would still find myself giving people money or feeding people or buying people, you know, certain things. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, that's cool and all. Like, there's nothing wrong. And I think you should always give. Mm -hmm. And and not just to receive, but just because it's the right thing to do. Why not? And it really makes me feel good. However, now I understand that that was delaying my debt freedom because that money that I'm giving away I could have put towards my loans and you know potentially paid it off even quicker and then started investing in things like that so that's a struggle just ha- being able to say no sometimes you have to say no especially if you're trying to get yourself to a better place
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know so that's that's a struggle even so now that's a struggle for me <laughs> um and what was another? I think I think that's the main one. Okay. Um, Just being able to be on top of it and just to really focus and be okay with saying no.
0: Okay, that's definitely important. And yeah, that's a huge one because I always like to say that sometimes you got to be selfish in order to be selfless, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So by the time you were done with your journey, it's like, okay, now you can go impact them even more. Um exactly. positively. So yeah, that's definitely that's definitely um huge. So um what kind of sacrifices did you make during the journey? If you didn't if you didn't say no a lot, did you make any real sacrifices?
1: Yeah, so um I didn't really go out. <laughs> I didn't really buy um outside of you know my gigs, I didn't really buy new things. Um I still lived at home lived at home with my parents. Mm. So I helped them out with the bills. However, it cut down costs drastically because, you know, it's very expensive to live in, in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I didn't really buy a lot of new things. Um, my sister, she was like, she's really, really amazing. She would let me, you know, borrow, I would borrow her clothes and her shoes. So I didn't have Mm. to spend money (laughs) on my own. So that's, you know, that's another sacrifice I made. Um, I used to spend like $400 on Ubers because I do not like public transportation. However, mm-hmm. I started to get my butt right on that train and the bus. <laughs> and that, caught, that cut down my costs over $300 a month. Um, I cut back on eating out. I still ate out because I'm a foodie. So I just, that's something I will never give up. But I did mm-hmm. cut back um, on eating out uh what else canceling subscriptions like Amazon Prime and Netflix and yeah just you know just pretty much cutting things down to like the bare bones so i could throw all of my money to my loans
0: i feel that you got to get someone's netflix login if you want to oh, no. do that free journey <laughs>
1: That I'm telling you, for any any listeners, I'm just hop on a friend's or somebody's. I hop on my dad's, so uh, okay, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, that's amazing, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely huge for people to understand that. So, are you still making all these sacrifices and out of your death free?
1: I am. Um, I've definitely started to focus more on self care because I wasn't really doing that so. Mm. I I have a lot of, you know, a little bit more money to self-care. Mm-hmm. However, now I'm, I'll be moving into my own apartment. So it's back to the hustle, back to the grind to keep making, you know, sacrifices so that I could not just pay my rent, but also grow my investment accounts. Because now that's the new goal since I've paid off debt. So the sacrifices are still there. But they don't seem, I prefer to call them, like, self-investments because mm. sacrifice, it makes it seem, sacrifice makes it seem like, you know, it's so miserable. Yeah. However, I'm not miserable. When you start to cut these things out, you'll start to realize they weren't that important to you in the first place. And you really don't miss them because you start to focus on what you have and what really is important to you rather than, you know, the extra stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's definitely that's definitely key, and I hope people are listening to that because you know when you focus on what you lack versus what you have, you know it's a different mindset when you can flip it and focus on what you actually have versus um what you lack, so I definitely um love that absolutely, yeah, so uh just transitioning, I like to say that people are addicted to overthinking and they're allergic to execution, mhm, with that being said. What is something that you wished all aspiring debt-free individuals knew?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I am I am an overthinker, so <laughs> <laughs> I I get it. I'm probably in the dictionary. Like my picture should be in the dictionary next to that, <laughs> that oh, word. <laughs> um I would say focus on you and focus on yourself and mm. your journey. Mm. You can't look at other people's situation because it's not the same as you, you mm-hmm. know, you guys are starting at different places, diff, you know, different people have different resources, mm-hmm. um, different, you know, different benefits like me, I was able to live at home for a couple of years. However, other people don't have that you know, so they need, you know, you need to make, you need to make adjustments based on your situation. So focus on you, focus on what you have and the resource resources that you have to make it through your debt-free journey. I'm not saying don't, take advice. You can take advice. You can use other people's journeys as motivation and encouragement. However, don't be so hard on yourself because it's not going like another person's because again, we're all different. Everything's not going to work the same for everybody. So focus on you, your journey, lock in and do what you have to do by any means necessary to get rid of that debt.
0: Yes, ma'am. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Comparison, man. I think be killing a lot of people, especially with oh, social media.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah, Woo.
0: yeah, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even realize. Well, maybe they do realize, but it's like most people, you know, they're posting their highlight reels on social media. So after they post that, it's like they go back to you know living how they were living. Maybe whether they were sad, depressed, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you definitely got to keep that in mind. So yeah, that's definitely a word that yeah. you said over there. So, the question that everybody wants to know: you paid off twenty six k in about seven months. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? Walk us through it
1: so I had savings i did have savings from when I was teaching at high school, so that kind of that gave me the momentum that I mm-hmm. needed honestly it kicked it, it helped me kick things into gear really quickly to know that I had this money set aside. So I'm like, okay, you know, Pre, you have this. That means if you were able to save, I had like almost five grand at the time. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you're able to save five grand, you can pay off this debt in no time. That's that's nothing. Mm -hmm. So I quit teaching um, because I wanted to pursue music. So I was gigging full time. And then I continued to babysit. So when I locked into my debt-free journey and I told myself I wanted to be debt-free before I turned... 25 i started to increase my hours babysitting and work for multiple families so at one point i was babysitting over a week and then i would and then i would gig because most of my violin gigs are on the weekends and at night so that literally gave me monday through friday all day to babysit and then monday um, and then weekday evenings so some evenings i would babysit from like 8 a.m. all the way to almost midnight, um, working for multiple families. So I honestly did that for a while and I just racked up on money. Any babysitting job I could get, I took it and I just saved, 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 save, and I put it straight to my debt. And then of course my music bunny, same thing, took it all and I threw it towards my debt and I kept my living expenses extremely low, extremely, mm. extremely low. And another technique that helped is paying paying yourself first. So mm. before I spent any money, I would literally pay thousands of dollars that I made for the month to my debt, and then whatever whatever was left, that's what I lived off of. I didn't do it the other way around, pay my bills and expenses, and then just send whatever's left to debt. Mm. So, mm-hmm. that's how I did it: babysitting and gigs, and I, yeah, I was working. <laughs> All the time.
0: <laughs> okay, amazing, amazing. So I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of discipline when we talk about the amount of hours you are babysitting. I'm curious, with the first five uh, K, you already had saved up. Was was there intent behind that, or that was just saving?
1: That was just saving. Um, like I said, since I've been younger, I've always been an avid saver, just tucking away mm-hmm. money. You know, um. So once I I started teaching. I was like, I don't want to spend, you know, all the money that I worked for. And then I hate that feeling of saying, you know, knowing how much money I made and then not having any leftover or not being able to say where it went. So I've always just that was without intention. And I just, you know, was saving that before my journey.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just your natural DNA for saving. Okay. That's amazing. 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 So, I mean, you are debt-free. What does free mean to you in the context of debt-free? Free...
1: Free... Mm, It's a great question. Free means the freedom now (laughs) to invest and make my money work for me. Now, debt freedom was the goal. One of you know, the first step now, my second step is to make my money, make my dollars, my soldiers, my workers, and now they will work for me. So, all of that money that was going towards my debt now, with the same intensity, it's going into investment accounts, it's going into savings accounts for my investment property. So, that's what free means to me, making my money work for me now.
0: <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so why do you think that people they pay off their student loan debt for you know years to decades? Because I know you you had you had that point where you weren't really sweating about your loans, but then you know you got the information and then you became aware of it. So I know that there's an information piece attached to it, but is there a deeper thing that you think why people? paid off for so long could that make sense yes
1: so why people take so long to do it yeah i think again it's the lack of knowledge and financial literacy um just not understanding you know the impact that it can have um i also think it's the feelings of normalcy again oh you have student loan debt oh me too you know Mm -hmm. it's become the norm and Mm -hmm. And it's not really paid attention to. Um, I think also when you get you get to a certain point and you're honestly just trying to survive and thrive. You know, you're trying. You're focused on getting a job and and making money and getting work experience. And it's kind of like your debt is in the back. You know, you're just trying to make it basically and 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 cover your expenses. So for mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think it's just not a priority, um, especially when you don't have that financial literacy and the knowledge to understand this debt follows you and it's going to keep adding and adding and adding on. It just doesn't stay the same number. So I think it's all of those factors.
0: Okay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. definitely makes sense. So. What do you think was the hardest thing for you personally to execute during your journey? Obviously you executed because you're debt free, but what do you think was the hardest thing to actually execute? Um,
1: I would say the hardest is just being consistent. Mm. Um like you know, you you're going to have moments where you have that momentum. You're like I could do this, you have this intensity, you're excited, and then the time the time is going to go by months are going to go by and depending on how much money, you know, years will go by and you have to be consistent in that same intensity you had at the beginning, you have to have throughout your journey. So for me, it was just being consistent, continuing to work those hours, you know, being tired and and knowing that I wasn't really spending that money on, you know, on things that I liked, you know, all of it was going to loans so yeah. just keeping that same intensity and being consistent and, you know, not laying in the bed on days where I just wanted to binge watch my favorite show and eat snacks all day. You just <laughs> you got to You got to keep going and you have to be consistent and intense.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that consistency piece is huge. <laughs> just in, you know, even like the gym or something. So, yeah, that's definitely.
1: Oh, yeah. That's definitely huge. <laughs>
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess what do you think is a common misconception that people have that actually holds them back? Do you think it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, or
1: um, something that holds people back? That's
0: a... Common misconception.
1: Uh, this is one that I'm still like going back and forth with because you know I learn more every day
0: the mm-hmm.
1: the good and the good versus bad debt i think that's a big one because some people may see debt as a good thing especially like student loans they see it as an investment you know so most people aren't aren't don't have the perspective that is holding them back they look at it as well this was an investment in my education and my future so it's a good thing and i'm just going to use it um and to get a great job and then you know eventually I'll just pay off the loans. So I think that whole good and that holds a lot of people back. Again, like I said, that's something I go back and forth with. Is there such thing as good debt? Is there mm-hmm. you know, is there a difference between bad debt and good debt? I don't know, but I think that's a big one cuz it it kind of you lose that intensity again on paying off debt if you think it's good you know and it it'll delay the process of you starting if you think it's good debt then of course you're not going to um be dedicated to pay it off you're you'll just wait so i think that's a big common Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's definitely that's definitely um a great point because a lot of people, you know, after undergrad they're going to go to grad school so it's like I'm investing to go to um grad school which is which is a Great argument, but then once we mm-hmm. once we put it on paper and we look at the interest, mm-hmm. now we might start to backpedal <laughs> a little bit. Ex- exactly, and then it actually
1: is. and then just adding loans on top, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: but then yeah, it goes back to focus, like you were saying too, because it's like it makes more sense for you to do one thing at a time versus doing multiple things. Mm-hmm. So it's not always easy to be going through school and paying it off at the same time. So, I mean, I get that as well for people. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just an interesting topic to me. So I was just curious what you were um, thinking. So, I I mean. uh,
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm glad you made that point. Um, You can pay off your loans while you are in school. And that is honestly something I wish someone had told me because Mm. they make it seem like you have to wait until you graduate. If I had known that, I would have been debt-free before I graduated. So (laughs) you can make those payments. Even if it's $20, you're not accruing interest. So if you have the extra funds while you have those loans and you're still in school, make those payments.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I always tell um, when I'm talking to anybody that has a kid that might be 17, 18 years old, I'm like, you know, really you gotta really get on it. Cause no one told me, no one told you, you know, so it's definitely um definitely important, like you said.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: But um transitioning, I just wanted to know like what's next for Priya. So let's just say five years from now, you're deaf-free, you know, you're making investments, like you said. What what do you see for yourself in like five years? Mm-hmm. Violinist, like you know.
1: Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's a great question. I've thought about like a year from now, but not five years um let's do both but i definitely I definitely see the boss wallet expanding to really you know mentor and help people um expanding to coaching um because finance is more than money. Finance mm-hmm. literally impacts every aspect of your life, your health, your physical health, your mental health your personal relationships, decisions that will affect your kids, you know, money will impact all of this. And I really want to help people just reach their goals. Um, So I see, of course, expanding the boss wallet coaching, I'm starting a membership group. Um, I'm coming out with a new budgeting ebook, which will teach people the importance of budgeting and how to do it. Uh, whether you're debt free already and you have like business goals, you know, budgeting is for mm-hmm. everyone, not just mm-hmm. for broke people or people with debt. So I'm mm-hmm. releasing that. So that'll be in the works within the next year. Um, and in five years, I see myself work optional. Um, I don't think I want to retire yet, because you know I'm 25, so I'll be 30. Um, have a long life ahead of me, God's willing. Mm-hmm. So, but I do want to be work optional. Um I want to be a world traveling and renowned violinist um, in the next five years. Um, I'm also using this time to save for, uh, to work on an album. So that'll be coming out in the next few years. Um, What else? A multimillionaire. Uh, And yeah, just living the life I've always dreamt of. Retiring that's in there (laughs) the next five Mm -hmm. years so
0: yeah okay perfect perfect so about the budgeting ebook have you announced that already or did we get the exclusive here you guys
1: this i have not announced it this is the first anybody oh, okay it, so you just feel special <laughs> all right
0: bet bet that's what's up yeah speaking into existence you know Ex- put it out there exactly
1: like life is about taking risks you know um you just you gotta do it just do it and just definitely, work out the kids later but i am really, i'll be um, pre-sailing it um this weekend and it's just it's gonna be an amazing thing. Things that I learned, things I wish I had known on my journey that I just found out by trial and error. Um, tools that I think are beneficial and like so much more. So it's gonna be great.
0: Okay, definitely amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. And we got the five year plan. Um you're only twenty five, so you're very young. You know, you got a lot of years ahead. So I
1: feel old.
0: <laughs> so you feel old? I
1: feel so old. <laughs>
0: 25 really
1: yes I do crazy I feel old
0: (laughs) That's crazy Mm -hmm. all right um so transitioning we're going to the financial round I'm gonna ask you four quick questions Mm -hmm. none of them are meant to trick you or anything you know just want to ask you the questions so number one what do you do for fun when you're not choking out student loan debt besides violin because that's a safe answer
1: Mm -hmm. what do I do for fun does eating count
0: (laughs) Oh, you did say you were a foodie earlier, huh? I love,
1: to, I love to eat. Like I love to go out and eat, go to restaurants, try different meals. Um, that's that's what I love to do. I need to stop, but you know, hey.
0: <laughs> why why do you need to stop?
1: Because the the calories are adding up.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey man, if you just work out, you burn them out. You'll be straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, so I'll, I'll take that answer. Okay. Um, what's your favorite money resource and why? It could be a podcast, book, etc. My favorite
1: money resource. I love YouTube, honestly, okay. um, because you get, you really get to see different people's like um views and perspectives and their journey. And there's this quote that says um. Oh, uh, a smart man learns from his mistakes, but a wiser man learns from others, you know, other mistakes. So I honestly hmm. love going on YouTube and just looking at different people's journeys and what they did and the mistakes they made to ensure that I don't make the same mistakes. You know, because mm-hmm. if someone else made it, there's no reason for you to make the same mistake. And there's just different content, different people, different people from different backgrounds, situations. Like, it's literally a mix. And you can find resources for any for anything, for any kind of situation. So I love scrolling up and down YouTube.
0: Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a great answer. All right, number three, what habit can you attribute to your success as a debt-free millennial? habit
1: mm. let's see I have a lot of bad habits with some good habits um <laughs> just honestly the habit of just speaking life into myself and being just resilient you know I'm the kind of person I don't care what I'm faced with I'm going to get it done you know, mm. and just you have to speak that. You have to speak it over your life. If you don't mm-hmm. speak it over your life or encourage yourself, nobody else will. You know, so the habit of just I'm gonna I'm gonna get this done and I'm gonna figure out a way by any means necessary.
0: That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I love that. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> All right, number four. If you could, this is probably the most important question, by the way. If you okay. could change change isn't change doesn't necessarily mean negative if you could change one thing about the black community what would it be and why it could be finance it could be non-finance related
1: one thing Mm, i would say change our focus or just to really understand the importance of communication Um, just how we change, how we communicate, you know, and the things we, we talk about. We like, we are, we are so intelligent. Like we are some of the most talented, gifted, um, just anointed people, you know what I'm saying? And if we could come together and really talk about issues and, and, and share knowledge, we would be in like just an amazing an amazing space you know so i think that's really important like for example communicating about money if we just Mm. were able to have a safe space and to sit down and talk about money a lot of us would know much more than we do now and we would be in such better places but money just causes so many problems and tension amongst a lot of black families that know it's just easier not to talk about it but when you don't talk about things you don't learn and it just creates this cycle of ignorance, you know, so just really changing like how we communicate and just making it normal to talk about money and talk about other things that could help change our lives.
0: Okay, I love that. I love that. It's an amazing answer. All right. Um, before we move forward, I wanted to give you space to answer this question as well. Okay. Is there a question that people do not ask you that you would want to talk about right now? mm Okay, is,
1: cool. Is there okay. a, something I wouldn't want to talk about? or
0: No, nah, because I don't know if, you know, maybe you have a lot of interviews and stuff, and let's say, you know, people ask you the financial questions, but it's like, oh, they don't ask me specifically <laughs> XYZ about vi- violinist or something, you know? Just want to give um, you that opportunity.
1: Um, just... This is my first, like, this is my first, like, real, (laughs) you know, uh, interview, especially since being debt free. I'm trying to think of something like,
0: uh, it's not to put you on the spot. It's it's a yes or no. It's fine. No,
1: not not that I could think of.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, no, that's fine. All right, so can you give us a final financial nugget for us to bite on?
1: Yes. Something that I wish I had known or like I would have focused on is cash flow. Mm. Sometimes I go back and I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I wish I had not held off on paying debt, but devoted myself at the same time to increasing my cash flow and using that money to start a business. Because mm-hmm. debt-free freedom, debt freedom is amazing, and it is the first step to building wealth and you know financial freedom and independence. However, it is just that. It is just a step. It is not the end-all, be-all. And I know mm-hmm. for me, my goal is, is to build generational wealth. And had I focused on um, creating that cash flow, I would have used that money to pay off debt. And then once I was debt-free, I would have still had that cash flow coming in but once i paid off the debt i kind of had this feeling of okay okay what now <laughs> what's next <laughs> you know so had i had i built that business or had that cash flow when i started i would still have it to this day you know so mm-hmm. i'm not saying you know everybody's different and some people are like i just want to i just can't think beyond my, all this debt so i just have to get it done that's fine you know however cash flow is your best friend so that's a research it out how you can get it but <laughs> that is something I wish I had focused on
0: okay yeah that's definitely huge I know that's gonna change somebody's life out there um, mm-hmm. whether they listen to it in 2021 or you know 2030 so yeah definitely mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that thank you so much for your time Priya I know um people are gonna get value from the episode how can we get in contact with you
1: of course, drop by my Instagram page, The Boss Wallet. Shoot me a DM, comment. Um, you can also email me at thebosswallet at gmail.com. Um, you can mm-hmm. also find me on my personal page, p- underscore Priya I am. That's my music page. Um, if you want, you know, to collab or you just want to hear some good music, <laughs> stop by either one of those pages. So underscore Priya, I am P R I Y A. That's my music page or the Boss Wallet um, on Instagram or email me at the Boss Wallet at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. You heard her. Make sure y'all go tap in with Priya. With that being said, y'all have a blessed one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode and got something new that you can apply to be closer to being debt free. If you enjoyed the episode, why don't you leave us a review, share it with a friend, and you can follow us on Instagram at Debt Free Podcast. Hope to hear from you soon. And I hope you're closer to being debt free after each and every episode. Talk to you soon.